baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. I'm super excited, so I wanted to make sure that you were okay with me telling everybody today that I'm running for Congress. So a huge, big deal. I had not thought that that was what I would say on Friday afternoon. All right. um, Mary Elizabeth Coleman there, the state senator who announced on Friday right here on the radio station on the Mark Reardon show that she was uh, running for CD3, Congressional District 3, because Congressman Blaine Lutkemeyer, we had on the show uh, last week, decided he's retiring. He's not going to run for re-election. So I just wanted to get that out there. We got former Senator John Lamping on the phone right now uh, to talk more about some of these developments over the past week. John, good morning. Good morning, Mark and Kim. It uh, looks like Blaine Lukemeyer did all the radio people a big favor. Even a lot to talk about the next six months. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And and the list continues to grow as to who else might get into that race. I mean, I Mary Elizabeth took advantage of a, a great opportunity. She happened to have been scheduled on the Reardon show Friday afternoon anyway. Uh, Lutkemeyer announces on, what was it, Thursday or Friday morning, uh, Thursday afternoon or whatever, that he's retiring, and uh, that's beautiful. Who else do you see getting into this race, John? Well, I think we're going to get quite a few people. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I met Blaine back in 2009. You know, Blaine had been in Congress. He was elected in 08, so he came into D.C. the same time Barack Obama did. And he will have spent 16 years there. And, you know, when you when you run for Congress, and I, I, I think I met Blaine Lukemeyer, I met Ed Martin, by the way. Um, when you run for Congress, you're in Congress, you you know, you you, you don't have a whole lot of power. Uh, you can decide to do, uh, you can, you know, you can use it as a platform. Look at AOC. She's in office one week and she has a platform. Yes. And, but Blaine was one of those guys that he just, he voted with leadership. I I don't understand why you'd spend 16 years voting with Republican Party leadership when it's clearly failed policy. So um, so this is going to draw a lot of interest because there are a lot of men and women in that, that live at least close enough to the district. We can talk about the fact that nobody lives in the district um, who who don't want to just go vote the party line. They don't want to go vote with whatever leadership has to say. You know, Blaine, think about it. Blaine voted with Boehner and. And, and Ryan and all these people. And so, um, you know, obviously we've got Mary Elizabeth in the race and, you know, she's relatively new to politics. She's in the house for four years, the Senate for one. I fully expect Bob Onder will come out and declare for this race. He, he and Blaine were in a primary in 2008, very high, hotly contested primary. And I think, uh, you know, this caught Bob off guard in terms of not expecting Blaine um, to come back. But I think, I think he'll get in. I think if he gets in, Nick Schwer won't get in. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if one or two more people uh, get pushed into the race. You know, it's interesting. This district is a horrible, horribly drawn thing. Tim Jones lives just outside of it. Mary Elizabeth Coleman lives outside of it. Bob Onder lives outside of it. Nick Schwer lives outside of it. Uh, but I think all those people will run. And then, and then people that actually do live in the district will run. And uh, lurking out there somewhere um, in Innsbruck is Eric Greitens, and he could certainly resurface. 
if this gets to be a six, seven, eight way primary, which, which very often in an open seat, these things ultimately become. Wow. Do you think he would stand a chance? I, well, I don't know. I just I hadn't really heard the Greitens name uh, floated out there again as mm-hmm. a possibility for that. I mean, has anybody heard from him? He's, uh, he's, it's interesting. He showed up on social media about a month ago and uh, just enough to where, uh, in, you know, in the political world, we were wondering what he's up to because he had he'd been unheard of since the last uh, the U.S. Senate primary. Right. But if you think about it, you know, if you get, you know, I think we'll we'll easily have four or five candidates um, in, in, in that pack. I think Bob Bob is Bob will win. He'll be the clear, clear front runner. He's not only is he uh, able to self-fund to a great degree, he's well-known to a great degree, but his brother advertises on every major radio station in the district. And so the name under the name, the ID will be a much bigger factor. I'm so grateful for the fact that this, is, this will be a, you know, a six or seven month race and not a two year race. We got to the point now where people declare for state Senate seats two years out. It's horrible to campaign for two years. Um, but having said that, once you get to four five or six, if you get to six or seven, you're only talking about 15 or, you know, you're not talking about that many votes you know, to win. And, uh, so, and, you know, the one thing that Eric Grimes would have, but he'd have tremendous name ID. Yes. And, uh, and he, uh, both inside and outside the state. And, you know, this is one of those things where if you can get a million dollars into a pack, um, which Bob Anders certainly can do, but if you can get a million dollars into a pack, you'll be the, the financial front runner. And, and it, with six or seven months, you know, you'll need money and you'll because you won't have all that much time. The people that are in the, in in, the, in Jeff City, so Mary Elizabeth Coleman um, and others that might run that are in state government. Well, they're, they're pretty busy between now and the end of May. Uh, it doesn't give them a whole lot of time to really hit the ground. You know, I was just looking at that district, uh, as you described it. I mean, it stretches past Columbia into Boonville to the to the to the west it stretches south down into the past almost to St. James and just north of Farmington and Salem all the way down to parts of Osage Beach and and the Lake of the Ozarks if as i'm looking at it here uh and oh, the, it, but the way it was redrawn it's still St. Charles County centric right didn't won't like 30 or 40% of the vote come out of the the greater St. Louis area well it split St. Charles County pretty markedly actually yeah, yeah. It, it takes out – there's no Franklin County, and then it's split – Jefferson County is split between two or three different congressional districts. So it, it was it, it was an affairsly drawn map, um, and, it, and and I've always been of the mind that, you know, the, 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 at the beginning of all this, you're going to represent the people that, you know, that are going to vote for you. And in order to do that, you have to know and understand kind of what the day-to-day life is of those people – and it's interesting because all the people you and I are, you know, we're all talking about, uh, that, like I said, they're not even living in the district right now, but they all um, are very familiar with where they live and then to the east. So Nick Schroer grew up in North County. Bob Onder, you know, grew up in St. Louis County. And, and, uh, and even Mary Elizabeth Coleman, she's best known not west of where she lives, but east of where she lives. And uh, and so I think that the fact that so much of this district, it goes down to the Lake of the Ozarks, too. So much of the district is outside. It's to the west of this. Your listening audience. I really feel like it should be represented by somebody who at least understands what day to day life is in and amongst that part of the state. So so uh, but that's not how it's going to work. It's going to be 
pretty wild and furious. And, and I, I also am disappointed in the fact that look at all the people that are interested in running, but none of them were interested in, in primary and blame Luke Kamire. Yeah. And I think he, you know, none of them are going to run as if they're blaming Luke Kamire. They're going to run as if they're not him, that there's somebody who will have a voice that will speak out against the establishment. You know, the same can be said here. You know, Ann Wagner announced that she's going to run for her seventh term. And Ann's, Ann operates the same way that Blaine does. She votes lockstep with leadership. And um, Missouri Republican primary voters are not in favor of that. They, the, the votes that they'll take, like, for example, this budget deal that was cut this week, both Ann and Blaine will fall right in line. They'll vote for it. And I always wonder, why don't people primary these incumbent people? I know it's so difficult because then it would just be them. You know, it wouldn't be five or six people vying for the open seat. It'd be one person saying to the incumbent, hey, your approach is not where the people are. We need to make a change. But having said that, it never seems to happen. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I did get a text message this week from Brandon Wilkerson, who who's run against Blaine at least once before, if not twice, and had already filed to try to run against him in the primary this time. And he sent me a text message to point out that he got in the race before Blaine announced that he was retiring. Uh, but it's going to be a crowded field uh, for sure. And Ann Wagner left no doubt in anybody's mind yesterday that she is definitely running for reelection. After I heard Nick float that on the Reardon show yesterday, I reached out to her and she put out a press release shortly after that. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yeah, well, with all respect to the person you just mentioned, I don't know who they are. I'm talking about a legitimate yeah. political wow. entity. So, like the, the the all the people that will now run for this open seat will will be just that. You know, they will be people that could have potentially challenged the incumbent but chose not to. Uh, but it, you know that, like I said, that is what it is. Uh, you know, Anne will not be challenged, uh, and she will once again represent um, Missouri's second congressional district. Uh, but like I said, this will be a lot of fun to watch, and uh, I, I do think that I would expect that Bob Andre will get in the race relatively soon. I, I have no inside knowledge or, at all, but it just seems so logical, and I do think that once he enters the race, he'll be hard. He'll be hard to beat. Yeah, well, I agree with you. I I don't have any inside knowledge, but I did run into Bob uh, the other day and ask him about it, and. He, he he didn't say no, which led me to believe that it's just a matter of time until that announcement uh, gets made. I'd be surprised if it's if it's not. John, thank you for your insight this morning. I appreciate it. Oh, great being with you both. Take care. Yeah, take care of yourself. Uh, yeah, that they expect that. I would I would be stunned if that didn't happen before the end of the week. But I could be wrong. Doesn't happen often, but could be wrong. I think you're. That's a good, <laughs> a solid bet. Yeah, the the, the, the folks in. Uh, in in Vegas would like those odds. Get more at 971talk.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did